The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. And good morning, Andy, taking the day off today. Eric Hoopy's back with us. Uh, if you missed the show last week, uh, we had uh, Eric on uh, uh, last week as well. And it's good to have you back, Eric. I know you guys are really busy at Lindis. Yeah, really busy. It was two weeks ago, Denny. I know oh, was it two t- weeks ago? Yeah, Andy was here last week. <laughs> yeah, Andy was here. <laughs> That's right. It does fly quickly, <laughs> though. That's for sure. Well, Eric, for the, for those that maybe missed, uh, give, give us a little background of... of uh, I mean, you're a pretty experienced guy. And what is your current title with Lindis now? I think this is going to be coming some ongoing joke or something. <laughs> but no, I, I get the the cool thing of of doing uh, kitchen and bath and remodeling, kind of remodeling specialist as far as the on the sales side. But I look at more as figuring it out. Not you know, obviously, you know, we want to help somebody, but. Yeah, I get to get to do all the really cool stuff that uh, that we do that we don't talk about a lot, but yeah, yeah kitchens and, and bathrooms and additions and porches and basements and all that stuff. And because we do, you know, windows and siding and roofing, a lot of the stuff kind of ties together. That's true. Very much. So it's uh, unlike, you know, somebody that can just do the inside of your house, but not the outside or vice versa. We we kind of can do all of that do and work all. together with our with all our crews. What was your experience? Now, how'd you get in this business? Um, I've been kind of in construction most of my whole life. My dad, um, though he wasn't in construction, seemed to build a lot of stuff, and I got to hold the other end of the board or hold the flashlight, and that was always well. I shouldn't say fun because as a kid it was never fun because there was always <laughs> more stuff, more fun stuff to do, but. I worked for an excavating company for for several years. I I worked for Habitat for Humanity for several oh, that's years. That's right, yeah. And I owned my own uh, cabinet shop uh, for for several years, and kind of been around every end of it. I've built Applebee's and Taco Bell's. I've traveled around the country doing that kind of stuff, and so and done all kinds of different stuff. And every day. Just keep learning something new, and that's, that that's true? really what's really cool if, about if we're if we're all lucky, we do the same. Thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to have you back. And uh, whatever home improvement type of question, uh, if you want to talk about kitchens and baths, this is the guy you want to chat with, among other things. Uh, let me open up the phone lines. In fact, the folks are calling in already, or you can send us a text. Phone line is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. The text number is eight one eight zero seven. And let's talk a little bit. Now, you brought some pictures. Yeah, I was at a today. house yesterday, a project we just finished. It was kind of a master suite plus project, and I brought you some before and after. Before and after. Yeah, they, essentially uh, we took a master suite and kind of updated it. We took the carpeting out, put hardwood floors, and that kind of extended. What kind of floors are those, Eric? It's it's oak, but it's a wide plank. It's like a four or five-inch wide. So oh, this is gorgeous. Yeah, really cool. And then we did the bathroom that was attached to it and the stairway that was attached on the other end to it. And they're super excited. It brought, you know, the house was 40, 50 years old. It, it updated it and brought it into what's new, so. 
Now, what? Look, tell uh, the folks, our listeners, about the. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, staircase there yeah, that was hold, carpeted. Yeah, you got to hold it up so the listeners can see it. Yeah, put it out. Hold up <laughs> <to> the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, you know it was the typical uh, carpeted stairs. This was some, you know, kind of a, a dark wood banisters. You know that you know we saw 40 years ago. Took all that out. Put hardwood uh, steps in there. Put more of a mission style uh, square spindles. It is, square, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A square look. You know, the, the the cool thing about this project is that the homeowners had slowly been working their way through the house. And so when you walked in the front door, this smacked of the old, but you looked around and everything else on that level, they had redone and brought in the lighter wood and, and done, you know, a lot of fun stuff. So this was kind of the last piece of the puzzle on that level. And then that tied in with the stuff that we did upstairs. So Kind of cool. Yeah, it really is. I was looking at this before picture of the uh, the bath with, like you said, carpeting on the yeah. floor in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, that's kind of a changing room. The bathroom's beyond there. Oh, I see. Yeah, but that was kind of a changing room. So it, you know, they again had the old dark cabinets and yeah. the carpeted floor. What a difference! Took that out and put the put uh-huh. wood floor in. Got rid of all the old dark trim and put in you know lighter stuff. And how long did this project, this particular project, take? I think it took about. Two and a half, three months of okay. actual construction, um, and then before that, it probably took a equivalent amount of time of figuring stuff out. That you know, the design phase, and you know, figuring out what exact colors are we using, what tile, what finishes, what you know, what's the floor exactly going to be, and the stain color going to be, and the knob. It's and a lot the, of decisions yeah, there. Yeah, and I so kinda, you help you kind of hold their hand throughout. The yeah, process. we have a yeah not. I try a little bit. We have an interior designer that yeah. works with us that that's excellent at helping kind of corral the millions of ideas that are floating around out there to help f- the families find something that is going to work. You know, often people have an idea, but they don't have the whole puzzle. They have a piece of it, and they say, I, I like this, but then you need help to put the rest of it together. You know, you like this kind of a tile, but what other tile goes with that, and what countertop goes with that, and what sink and you know all that stuff and that's the cool part of it is is she helps with that and you know a good interior designer that's their their job is not to figure it out for you but to help you and instead of having 50 choices give you two say these two so it's not so overwhelming absolutely that's the scary part of it It is 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 you you get so overwhelmed and you just throw your hands up and say i'm not going to do it 651-989-9226 651-989-9226 for your home improvement question uh, or uh, send a text 81807. Uh, we're talking about kitchens and baths. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, let's take a call from Kurt, <clears throat> excuse me, from New Richmond. Uh, Kurt, what is your question this morning? Thank you. Um, well, it's um, a few years ago I, I started hearing this knocking in like pipes in the wall and I had a plumber over and he's like, yeah, you got some kind of pipes knocking in the wall somewhere. We didn't he didn't think it was a big deal, so he didn't look at it. But recently I had a new sink put in my kitchen, and I asked this plumber uh, about the same thing, and he did a little research, and he figured out it was the hot water. He thinks it's the hot water here that's creating this knocking noise. And um, we tried to drain the hot water heater, and we couldn't get it to drain, which he thought was strange because I've got a water softener. So I guess it's kind of a two-part question. Does this knocking, pipe knocking, it sounds like metal on metal, can that come from the hot water heater versus pipes shaking in the wall? And why won't the hot water heater drain? That's interesting. The water heater part. Yeah, it, and I, 
you know, again, you've got the guy out there uh, that would have more knowledge about it than I would. But my guess is that, you know, if the water heater is older, it's going to have, you know, some sediment build up in it. And I've seen it where it, you know, literally plugs the plugs. It. How, how old is the water heater? Or how old is the house? Uh, 17 years. Yeah. The water heater, 17 years? Yeah. Yeah. So I that's you know, probably well beyond its lifespan anyways. I, you know, probably looking at getting a different water heater. And is the piping in the house copper piping? Uh, I believe so, yes. Well, no, you know what? He was in there looking. I didn't actually look. He punched a hole in the wall and, and, and couldn't find the knocking. I gave him a piece of hose to use, like a thermo, like a, uh, like a doctor's uh, stethoscope. Stethoscope. Yeah. And then he kind of, you know, looked down. He's like, "Well, geez, it's coming from the hot water heater." And uh, I just thought it was odd that it makes such a loud clang coming out of the hot water heater. It's been like that for several years. Well, yeah. I, I wonder if that's good advice uh, is to, to replace the water heater. Yeah, it's it's you know most water heaters. If you can get ten to twelve years out of them, that's you're right. doing really good. Yeah. You know, my guess is it's either that or connected to that. You know, there's you get a vacuum uh, breaker or or uh, you know most often usually like around a uh, <clears throat> the washing machine you end up with uh, you know with that big valve turning on and off you get banging in the walls and they put a essentially an expansion tube into the plumbing system and that just allows that to to move around with with copper and with metal pipes, you see that now they're using PEX and that, and that pipe itself acts as a little bit of a contraction and has some flexibility to it. So my guess is at that age of a house, you probably have copper in there and it's probably just not attached somewhere tightly or it's, you know, two pipes running next to each other and you're just getting just a little bit of movement. And that's what's doing it. And, I, you know, it's hard if the plumber couldn't find it. I don't know if it's worth trying to get somebody else out there, another plumber, and have them look at it too. But I, I definitely would look at the water heater and knowing that's just a maintenance thing anyways. And if that solves the problem, just it, move, it, on with, move on with life. Yeah, I know. It, like you were talking about suggesting with the water hammer, uh, they would put like a T uh, in the line and uh, to, to yeah. expand it. Uh, yeah, because it's, bit. you know, water, you know, liquid needs to expand and, and contract, and, you know, the metal pipe doesn't al- allow it to yeah. do that. Wow. Kurt, if, if uh, you wouldn't mind, if you do solve that problem, call us back someday and let us know how, how you solved it. I'd appreciate that. Thanks. All right, Eric, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Eric Kuby's in for Andy Lindis today, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. I guess I haven't spelled it yet today. Andy Lindus taking the day off today. Eric Kuby's back with us. Eric is with Lindus Construction. We're talking, uh, we don't have to, but we... Uh, I guess when you think kitchens and bath, uh, Eric, uh, as far as remodeling, that's got to be the top of the list for most people who want to update their homes, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the, those are the two rooms. Well, maybe not the bathroom, but the you know the kitchen that we spend most of our time. No, that's in. true. Yeah. yeah, you know, I guess if you maybe got a, both a reading room, you know, you <laughs> yeah. spend time in there. But yeah. yeah, so that's the you know that's the reason why I think people look at that room because they're looking at that room all the time. They're in that in that room and 
and people that's where they're going to entertain and and have you know, friends over and spend the family time in there. And, and if you're looking at that room for years, you kind of lose that objectivity. So when, <laughs> when people call Linda's, and by the way, we're talking with Eric because a lot of folks, like you said earlier, uh, we know Linda's does gutters, siding, roofing, but you do interior stuff like this too. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, all the time. We got, uh, you know, eight carpenters going full time, just, just working on this kind of fun stuff as well as, you know, plumbers, electricians, and yeah. helping us out too. So it's, it's, it's going. It's busy. It's a growing, you know, part of our business. But you know, in the beginning, when Kevin and Emily started the business, you know, they were doing that. That was, you know, they were remodeling contractor and, mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, focused on on certain stuff. But they never gave it up. Um, yeah. When when I started three years ago, worked with a guy Daryl Frank, who I, Kevin has mentioned before as the wizard, and. Daryl retired this spring, but he'd been with Linda's for 33 years. And that was his part of it was, you know, working with people and helping doing those, those projects, those, you know, additions and, and yeah. bathrooms and kitchens. And so got to work with him, which has been pretty cool. Well, Eric's going to be here the rest of the hour. So if you do have a home improvement type of question, by all means, uh, call us uh, at uh, 651-989-9226, or you can send a text like some folks are already doing. At eight one eight zero seven. Tell you what, uh, Eric. Let's go to Jerry, who's calling from uh, St. Paul. Jerry, what is your question? Thank you. Yeah, hi there, uh, I, Eric. I have uh, water getting behind my gutters, in between the fascia and the gutter itself. Uh, it's, it's pretty significant. So I need. I know I need a flashing there, but uh, if you could give me some detailed instructions how to repair it, where do I get the uh, flashing? Can I get it pre-made? Uh, do I have to remove the gutters to to repair it? Is there a, a drip edge on the roof, a metal drip edge at the bottom of the shingles? No. No. So I think that's probably part of it because, you know, water wants to follow. It's it's sticky, which is weird to think of water being sticky, but it wants to follow something. And so that drip edge is meant for that water to go out to the edge and it's got a little bump on the bottom of it and then that falls off. And like our leaf guard gutters, for instance, that's the whole reason they work is the water follows around the face of that gutter and it sticks to it. And so what I think what's going on is that water is getting to the bottom of the shingle, kind of sticking to it and following. I'm, I'm drawing with my fingers, which you can't see, but following back around and then coming back on the between the, the gutter and the fascia. And, you know, the the best solution would be to, put a drip edge on there. Only problem is to do the drip edge, you're doing the roof. So, you know, really, um, there's no great easy solution to this, to be honest with you, that, you know, you could, you know, get some some metal bent up and slide it up between uh, the shingles and the roof deck and coming over the back edge of the gutter, kind of, uh, you know, forcing that to come over there. You know, you could possibly run some sealant along the the top edge of the gutter so it forces it to come in but you know honestly um you, you're probably looking at a little bigger project um at least in the long term in the short term maybe you can do something simple but in the long term you really need to look at the roof and probably the gutters too as well yeah i don't think it's going to be an easy fix Six five. Thanks, Jerry. Six five one nine eight nine nine two. You know what I would do? I'd call Linda's Construction and get yeah. the leaf guard gutter out. There. Yeah, get one of one of our, our roofing uh, gutter guys out there. Take a look. That's no true. No harm, no foul. So yeah.
1-800-LEAFGUARD, Jerry. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Do we have to take a break already? I think we do. Yeah, we do. Wow, it's 9.30 already. Time flies. Time flies. All right, hang on, Eric. Uh, we have another half hour of the show to go. Don't go away. Those folks on the line or texters will uh, pick up on the calls and text messages in just a moment or two. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday by uh, our friends at Linda's Construction. Andy's off today, but Eric Kuby's back with us. Eric with uh, Linda's Construction. And uh, we have callers, Eric. We have texters as well. I'll tell you what, Mike in Stansfield has been uh, waiting to ask a question. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, okay. What we got is an an A-frame, and then there's a loft up above on the one end. And for some reason in this hot weather... The loft, uh, the wall, uh, you know, it's at an angle on an A-frame, but it uh, it gets wet. Hmm. And it got wet with the sheetrock uh, uh, years ago, so then put up plastic and paneled it, and now the paneling gets wet. It works like a dehumidifier. What do you think is going on there without seeing it, uh, Eric? What do you think? Yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm guessing the way you're explaining this, it's not connected to any any rain events. You're thinking it's it's something humidity-related, not rain-related. Is yeah, that correct? Not, the humidity isn't high in the how in there either. Okay. But it doesn't, it's not related to any rain, uh, rain showers. Pardon? Is it, is it related to any rain you've received? No. Okay. Not that we're aware of. Yeah, I. To be honest, I I don't know because it's it's really hard, you know, with what you're describing. My guess is it's something to do with with humidity or possibly a a roof leak that's you know takes a while for it to come out. You know, leaks sometimes end up in totally different places, and it takes a while to figure out where they come from. You know, and and if the humidity in the house is lower. That's you know that makes it a little trickier too because you know you can get condensation easily between a, a warm and a cold area. You usually see that more in the winter time where you've got warm moist air in your house. You know, for instance, in a bathroom or something, and the the air outside is cold. You know, we see this a lot. People put skylights in bathrooms. I don't know who dreamt that crazy idea up because it's the goofiest thing ever. Because you're all you're just asking for trouble. So I, I guess it's without being able to see it. It's hard, um, you know, to give you any great uh, advice. And, you know, what you did with putting plastic up there seems like, you know, that would control the the direction of it. You, you know, you're you're essentially forcing it to go somewhere. But, you know, it's, it's a trick. I, I don't know. I just, you know, would maybe get a hose up there on the roof and, and absolutely, you know, rule out that it's, you know, not rain or water related and, you know, probably is going to require some digging into it and figuring out, you know, is it an insulation issue? Is it a ventilation issue? Is it a roofing issue? Could be all that. Could, it could be all of them. It could be one of them. And yeah. any one of that would cause what you got. Mike really should uh, have a professional come out and check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Do that detective work first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Mike. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 1-800-LEAFGUARD if you want to call Linda's Construction. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Uh, they'll come out there for free and check it out. Uh, there's a texter that came in earlier. By the way, the text line is 81807. The phone line is 651-989-9226. Uh, texters sent this in a bit ago. My Rambler home, 19 years old, makes a loud crack in the attic as it warms and then cools at the day's end. My suspicion, texter says, 
It is a truss uh, rafter expanding and contracting. How can I find the place this is happening and prevent prevent it? I, again, it's that's a tricky one because really you is. know I think you're probably on the right path. You know, you got wood and and uh, you know metal and stuff put together, and that's moving and you know slightly expanding and contracting. You know, back back in the day, you know when we built a house. We just would put wood on top of wood, and now you add a lot of adhesives between things, and that keeps those things from moving. You know, an old house where you got like real creaky floors. Now, the reason why we don't have as many creaky floors is because we put, you know, glue essentially between the the subfloor and the and the floor. And my, you know, besides just you know kind of going up there at that particular time of the day and and trying to determine where that's coming from and possibly adding some screws trying to figure out if you can you know tighten stuff down and and get stuff to stop moving around that's that's a really really tricky one because you know a lot of houses will do this especially in the winter you know between the, the summer true. and winter changes you know the wood you know will re- grow when you know gets moisture outside and then it contracts when you know it gets colder and the and the humidity level goes down and and that's you know just part part for the course it's how you know that we would react to it mhm yeah and you can like you you you're it's right in the winter time i remember when it's like 10 below you can hear yeah banging oh, and cracking yes. and yeah all of that uh, yeah kind of, kind of like you know our bodies as we get older too <laughs> as we get older uh let's see we are restaining texture says our front steps um, should we power wash it or scrape it, or do you have a different idea? I would assume, and you correct me, that if it's uh, like we don't know the wood, but I would assume you treat it just like you would a deck. Yeah, I guess I, I'm assuming that they're talking that this is a wood steps, and yeah, you treat it like a deck where you know you're going to want to get it clean, and if that means pressure washing it, always you know be careful with a oh, pressure yeah. washer, and you know some kind of a cleaner, brightener conditioner, getting it, you know, clean and then getting it dry and then, you know, putting a product on there that's going to have some, some long life, uh, you know, depends what's on there now to be able to, you know, what you can put over it and, you know, something like Sickens, Penafin, but, you know, I'd recommend, you know, going into somewhere like Hirschfields or Sherwin-Williams and, you know, bring them some pictures, show them what you got and, yeah. and ask for some, some help that way too. Yeah, we don't know what uh, what kind of stain what's on there right now. No, and you know, you can stain concrete too. So you know, maybe yeah, that's true. You know, that's maybe that's what they're talking. Yeah, about. and uh, it wouldn't change anything. You're still going to want to clean it and make sure it's all ready to be. You know, all the prep work is more important than. But they're talking work. about washing it or scraping it. So I assume it's not uh, concrete. I would think. Uh, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> all right. Hope that helped. Bev is calling from Cocado with a question. Go ahead, Bev. Yes, I had a roof replaced due to storm damage, but they did not put a drip edge on my roof. Can they still put it on the roof without wrecking the new roof? Not easily. You know, it's that should be the you know the first thing that goes on kind of after they have the roof stripped and start to prep it and put it back all the. Um, underlayment uh, and, and such underneath there. I guess I would I would talk to the contractor and or the the manufacturer, the shingle manufacturer, and find out um, what's required behind that. 
and you know I don't I, this this is not my expertise but I'm I'm guessing there's different requirements that are required and there's kind of a good better best way to do things the Lindis you know we we often um end up to be a little more expensive than others but after you kind of come back and figure out that we're adding all the parts and pieces that you could legitimately get by without but it makes it better to to have and you know without knowing you know who the manufacturer is and what the rationale behind the contractor is it it absolutely should be there whether or not it's required to be there i'm i'm not exactly sure the other place to go to would be to talk uh, you know to the building official and ask you know them for their opinion and that probably you know might be a better place to start too at least to start there and then to, yeah. to, to move on with the uh but uh, getting it in afterwards is near impossible without making a giant mess of things. Yow. Not good, Bev. Well, good luck with that. We have, as you know, Eric, great listeners. And uh, that earlier call about the leaking of the A-frame. Yeah. Uh, texter says, uh, we've had that condensation problem also on our wood ceiling at the cabin. Uh, they needed to run air conditioning or fans to take care of the humidity inside. So maybe that's an issue, but it's still, you've got to solve that problem up there. Yeah, and, you know, with that type of space, you could end up with, you know, different humidity at different heights in there and different, you know, heat and cooling and all kinds of stuff going on. And That's true. Now, you brought in, as I mentioned earlier, um, some pictures, before and after pictures, but you also brought in, I'm looking at uh, some uh, pictures or designs of a kitchen with uh, some different now how is this made is this is this all computer designed right yeah so i'm working with uh, a family and i'm actually going out there today to meet with them they had me out a couple weeks ago kind of describe what they were what they were envisioning um and i we have a computer program i put it in there and was able to print out some pictures to be able to show them beforehand what something will look like. How do you do this now? Have you, they, they, like you mentioned to me off, uh, off uh, mic, uh, that the windows, they wanted to retain those windows, keep those, but change basically everything else. Do you take photographs first and then feed it, or is this all? Uh... Well, it's some pictures, but the, it's taking measurements first. Measurements. And figuring out the space, measuring the windows, measuring the space, and then I can upload this into a program that I or some software that I have, and then I can work around all of that stuff that's there and put in cabinets, put in doors and windows, and then you know it, it's not hugely detailed as far as as all the little tiny things, but the big deal is to get the idea of the space because mm-hmm. conceptually, um, you know, my wife jokes with me all the time is that. You can draw a square on a piece of paper and little thing, and I can envision what that will look like. Well, most people can't. <laughs> they, it's true. You know, you know they, they want to be able to see of what this will look like before, you know, they're willing to spend, you know, tens or, or you know, twenty, you know, thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of dollars, which is, which is really cool to be able to pull that apart and to be able to say, this is what it'll look like in the end. And I was at a house the other day, and I showed them this, and they're like, you know, it, what if we move the window over here? Because we were going to move a window anyways. So they were able to move the window over there. It opened it up. They were trying to get a view 
from their kitchen sink to their pool, but it was looking at an angle. And the way that I had it drawn, not realizing that was what they were trying to look at, ah. I was trying to get them a straight view out, out. I wasn't realizing they were trying to look at an angle off the side. We flip-flopped a couple things, changed the view, and it, it, made, worked it out. made it work to what they wanted to do with it. Outstanding. It's easier to do that on paper and on a computer <laughs> than with a sledgehammer that's and a sawzall. Like, oops. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, hang on. We'll take a quick break here. We have more show to come. Eric Kuby's with us from Lindis Construction, answering your phone calls and text messages here on the show as we always do. In the Twin Cities, it's 74 degrees Heading for 88, another hot, humid day. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We are in the midst, actually the tail end here, the last uh, five or ten minutes of the uh, Home Improvement Show. Eric Kuby's in for Andy Lindis today. We're talking, among other things, uh, bathrooms, kitchens, doing some interior uh, remodeling. And answering your phone calls, whatever they they, they may be. 651-989-9226. I see a line open if you want to use it or send a text, 81807. All right, Eric, let's go back to the phones. Tony is calling from Lindstrom. Go ahead, Tony. Thank you. Yes, I'm just concerned we're going to, we live in a mobile home. And on the north side, it's got like green on it. And we do usually power wash it. But I'm wondering if I can what I can use to get the green off besides just scrubbing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, honestly, you're on the right track. My guess is it stays in the, in the shadows and, and stays dark and you're just getting, you know, uh, mildew or, or mold and stuff growing on their moss or, you know, whatever growing on the outside of that house. And yeah, it's just, that's a maintenance thing. It's just a matter of, you know, getting out there and getting it cleaned off and, you know, some kind of a house wash or, or just something as simple as Dawn or, or Ajax or something and just a little elbow grease and cleaning it off. You know, always be careful with the pressure washer to make sure what you're, what direction you're pointing it at. And depending on what kind of sidings on that home, you know, it's easy to get going the wrong direction with a pressure washer and get water up underneath and behind the siding. So, yeah, you just it's just a little bit of elbow grease. Yeah, it's uh, another labor of love, I guess, uh, yeah. to do that. But, uh, yeah, I guess if you're careful, because the water will penetrate, the, depending on the siding, of course. Yeah, there. you know, the best is just to get a bucket and a stiff stiff brush and yeah. and some cleaning agent, you know, something simple, um, and then scrub it down, wet it down, scrub it down, and rinse it off with a garden hose. With a garden hose, sure, yeah. 651-989-9226 is our number. Somebody else has another uh, Suggestion about the leaky A-frame. Uh, a frame is, this possibility, is collecting condensation, no ventilation. The rafter cavities are full of insulation from ceiling to the roof deck. That's a possibility because you alluded to, the, to yeah. the no uh, ventilation. Yeah, and usually, you know, in a, in a vaulted ceiling, you know, the whole idea there was to fill, the insula- you know, fill it up with insulation. And if it's, you know, spray foam and it's filled up completely, what you'll see is the condensation happens inside of the spray foam, meaning it can't happen. You can't, inside of a closed-cell spray foam, you can't condensate because moisture isn't there. But in fiberglass, that moisture, that kind of the dew point, essentially, yeah. is in an area where it can condensate. And then it gets wet, and then it will you know, come out and, and drip and do stuff. And, 
you know, that's that I guess was one of the things I was alluding to before is that it it most likely is related to insulation and ventilation, not uh, not a roof leak, but it's a pretty major undertaking because you either got to take it all apart from the inside or from the outside and re-insulate it and make sure that it's ventilated. I wanted to ask you what you because we're we're gonna, let's go back to the kitchen and bath idea with uh, for for Linda's construction. Uh, what what's your favorite to work on uh, inside a home? Inside what what's your what's your most favorite job? It's fa- as far as the rooms to work. Yeah, on? I I don't. I guess I've never thought about that. You know, I I love the kitchen because it's the room you use and the people are in it, and there's so many different kind of cool things. But in bathrooms too, uh, you know the pictures I showed you, some of that you couldn't see, but they use some really cool, uh, some really cool fixtures in there. And, you know, there's, there's such fun things you can do and, and tile work and, you know, a good tile guy that's an artist that makes something just really cool looking. You know, I, I guess I don't really have a favorite. I'd like, you know, try to figure out what needs to happen and make it happen or help make it happen. What What is the process, Eric? Uh, because you and I will talk, talk, off, talk off air as we have at, at the state fair last year. That's coming up again. Yeah. Uh, if I wanted to uh, to redo, let's just talk about a kitchen. If I said, hey, Sandy and I want uh, want to redo this kitchen. It needs updating. Yeah. What's the process? I call Lindis and then what? Then find a time that works. Come out there, sit down with you, you guys. You're going to be there. Yeah. Come out and look at the space and Kind of listen. I, I I love to kind of listen to what people are wanting to do and and what they envision it to do. And often people have some some ideas. You know, back several years ago it was stuff ripped out of a new you know magazine. Now it's a computer or a iPhone. You know, on Pinterest or something, and they like that part and piece. So I take try to get all that information. Try to get the basic you know stuff. I'm not necessarily worried about is the you know the countertop blue or dark blue, but I want to make sure I kind of understand what the products they want to use and informing you of products, you know, because most of the time you don't do this every day, but no. I, but I do. And I want to make sure you understand the products that are available. You've, you've heard of brands, but what are they and how do they work? You know, Cambria, for instance, yeah. you know, what is it, you know? And so that's kind of the, the part of it is helping teach and inform and then I, I take all that information, I go back, I put together a, a design and a budget and then come back out there and try to walk through it with the customer and, you know, show them, you know, and, and if I did it right, you know, I get the comment, wow, this is exactly what I envisioned. Um, sometimes, That's got to make you feel yeah, good Yeah, sometimes it's, it is that, sometimes I'm, I'm close, but, you know, and, and then, you know, then we move forward and, and do a contract and then walk through the design phase, uh, kind of alluded to that earlier with, we have an interior designer that kind of helps with that part of it and get all of the I's dotted and T's crossed. And, and then the easy part, which is the construction after everything is figured out, you know, we've got everything ready to go and then we, you know, get it built and, and then get to see the transformation. And that's what's super cool and get to work with some excited customers. Eric, as far as kitchens go, what's, what's, I don't want to say hot right now, but I mean, is there, is there certain features or certain products that uh, you like or that are really kind of in vogue now? Well, countertop wise, I, I love quartz. You know, that's products, Cambria, Southstone, yeah. there's other products out there because it requires no maintenance. 
And it's, you know, like, why do we do maintenance-free decking? Because we don't want to mess with it. That's right, yeah. And so you get something, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Cambria has got some incredible colors. You know, the... The bad, you know, the the stigma people had about quartz was that it's man-made and it, it looks man-made. Well, not much anymore. Ah. They really have some amazing, amazing colors. And, you know, then there's different finishes you get on, on cabinets and, you know, uh, glazed and some knotty wood, uh, rustic-looking stuff. And there's so many really cool, fun things. You Is our do. kitchens lighter now or instead of Ab- the old dark absolute, oak? Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, you, the room feels bigger. You get... You change from a dark wood cabinet to a white cabinet, and it absolutely feels like a bigger. What room. about uh, appliances? It's you know you see mainly stainless steel. Um, they've come a long ways with that, even where you've got the fingerprintless stainless steel. Where you know that was always the beef people didn't want stainless because they had to clean it every twenty minutes. But now they've got it. I don't know how, but <laughs> that you don't have that you don't have fingerprints. Uh, you know, as a, as you know, we have great listeners, and we have more more uh, hints about cleaning that uh, woman's siding. Yeah. Uh, and as the woman's question about the green moss on the north side, there's an excellent product called Wet and Forget <laughs> that Sounds you good. simply spray on. It may be a, a bleach solution, too, as far as yeah. as we know. Gee whiz, we're almost out of time. Uh, Eric, it's always good to see you again. Yeah, and, thanks, and, Denny, and yeah. appreciate the time, and it's been fun to, to come back again. Hopefully you'll be back again. And, yeah, we're getting ready with some stuff at the fair. We've, we're working on some some little bit of projects over at the WCCO booth to oh, kind of, kind of right. stage two of updating. Stage two it would be. Because, yeah, so yeah. working on that uh, drink area out there and some little more stuff on the porch, so we're excited about that. And we'll probably see you guys at Lindis at the grandstand, too, yeah, I suppose. Absolutely. We're going to yeah. be there. Yep. All right, Eric. Yeah, we'll see you at the fair, if not earlier. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, everybody. If you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction, always the easiest number to remember is 1-800-LEAFGUARD.